0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Opportunity Life Podcast. I am Miko and today I have a little firefly with me. She is glowing like a little star. So that's why I decided to call her that name today if, for anyone that isn't able to see her. So her name is Maria Noe and she is a yoga instructor and somatic coach. And today we have the big pleasure of discovering how she came onto this journey because she was actually going down a completely different path. Would you like to tell us how this happened? Yes, actually, I'd love to share my story. Um, so as you mentioned, I,
1: I was a professional singer. I worked in the entertainment industry for about 10 years, actually. Um, and so I was working for, you know, major production companies with opportunities to travel the world. And it was it was great. You know, it was super fun. It was all I thought I ever wanted to do. Um, but something was still maybe not quite aligned for me because I wasn't very happy most of the time. I I found myself, you know, within these cycles of behaviors that just weren't serving me. Um, like I was drinking too much alcohol. I didn't really care about what I ate at all. I was like a completely different person than who I am today. It's just so interesting how we evolve. Um, but what really set me on this trajectory of, you know, healing and discovery was, you know, at a time where I was most vulnerable, I was actually sexually assaulted. And so, you know, that really shook me up, obviously, for, for many reasons. And, you know, I ended up walking away from the entertainment industry because, you know, I didn't recognize myself and, you know, knew that I needed to seek some healing and um, really evaluate, you know, who I was and how I wanted to show up in the world and ultimately what impact I wanted to have. Um, and so I just, I took some time for self-discovery and found yoga and uh, in addition to yoga that also informed you know the way that I began to treat my body so I cleaned up my diet and my lifestyle and you know let go of some of these other toxic relationships that I maybe was holding on to um, and that really made such a difference because you know unfortunately it took kind of getting to a rock bottom to recognize that I needed to make a shift and you know I share all of this to say because I know that many people probably struggle with similar you know, behaviors of you know, alcohol or just like kind of being asleep at the wheel, like not really being aware of how your actions or how you're treating yourself is actually guiding you towards either danger or just again, rock bottom. But I also know that far too many women have experienced sexual violence. And so, you know, and now it's my mission to hold space for these women to really uncover a more connected and intentional way of living. As well as to support survivors like me who are still healing from that trauma.
0: Wow, that's a big story. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for sharing
0: this. My um, pleasure. How did you end up going towards yoga? I mean, um, after everything that has happened, where did this idea come from to move down this path? Because, yes, you say yourself that you've hit rock bottom. So at that point in time, to Really change your thinking that's that doesn't just come out of the blue usually
1: right yeah so it's interesting I ended up moving back in with my mom and you know I, I was a dancer as well so like I was very much like in my body in that way but again kind of more unconsciously um, and I was doing some other talk therapies and you know EMDR some alternative remedies but there was a yoga studio nearby that happened to be doing a teacher training and, um, was very athletic and, and I went to a few classes and loved it. And so that teacher had invited me into the training and actually it was a six month training, which, you know, sometimes you see two weeks, sometimes you see six months and I got lucky. So it was kind of this like immersion and that group became kind of like, uh, an adjunct group therapy for me because it's not only the asana or the shapes of the yoga poses. It's a lot of like the philosophy and the spirituality Um, As well as just like learning about yourself and like, how am I really like relating to others? How am I really showing up? Um, So that was just a very lucky thing. Um, And I really, it just really resonated with me.
0: Yeah, everything happens at the right time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, you mentioned the eight limb path. So this is some kind of a yogic structure from Patanjali, which basically states Um, how to live a happy and healthy life but he just chose to call it yoga (laughs) and in this one of the pillars is self-reflection so you have mentioned this already a few times that you've started to really reflect on what you have done in your life and how to change this Is there any way you would tell other people where to get started with this? Because this is also something that often you need something to trigger yourself to say, hey, wake up, you need to change something. But when once you're ready to change something about yourself, how do you change your mindset? How do you change your lifestyle?
1: That's a really big question. (laughs) And honestly, like it really has to come from within. Like, I definitely had other instances in my life prior to like this major one that I could have been like, mm, that sucked. Like maybe I need to change, but like for some reason it didn't stick, you know? And so like, you just kind of come to this moment of like, no more. And, you know, you either find yoga or you find something else that works for you. But for me going into the body, what was so, it was so profound for me and you know i started with yoga but i continued down the journey because like there's so many other modalities and so many things that you can add on into your toolkit for healing um, so like obviously i found some other holistic ways of eating and lifestyle but then i also found this modality called somatic experiencing and so that is like fully body based nervous system centered and what i'd realized was that even though i was doing the yoga and using my body in that way, there was still trauma that was somehow trapped like energetically in my body because I felt it manifesting in my relationships and just kind of in the way that I felt. So like my mind could tell me, okay, I changed, like I'm, I'm on my way to being better. My body was kind of like, mm, maybe there's more here. And so that's a big piece of what I work with with my clients is this somatic piece, the somatic coaching. And I can speak a bit about that, but I know your question was a bit more about like how how do you come to that mindset how do you decide and you know as a coach like i'm here to support and guide through that that change but ultimately the decision to even work with me or to make the change is within you and so it's just this like fire like you say this firefly or this like this expression that you have within yourself to finally take care of yourself
0: yes very nice true i mean that's the experiences i've made that every time you're um trying to help someone they have to have this desire within if they if it's not there then it doesn't matter what you tell them it's just not going to move forward
1: right and you have to
0: you know kind of come in
1: to your own experience and recognize like is the way that i'm living aligned with what makes me feel good like what are my values like how do i want to feel Um, there's a, there's a author that called Danielle Laporte, and she speaks about core desired feelings. And I love that. So like, how do you ultimately want to feel in your life? And if you're not doing the things that make you feel that way, then maybe you need to reevaluate or self-reflect. It's like, for me, I want to feel connected and I want to feel creative and I want to feel passionate. So some of these things, if I'm looking, you know, at my life back then, like I wasn't connected really at all. And I might've been creative, but I wasn't really being true to like my voice. I was singing like other people's music and it just didn't feel right. So again, like finding what, finding the way that you want to feel and then making sure that your actions align with that. And if not, then
0: maybe make some changes. So if a client would come to you for a somatic healing session, how would that happen?
1: Sure. So this is what's so exciting to me, because I've blended the somatic approach with the yoga and, you know, they're very much overlapped. And so when a client would come to a session, so you and I are doing a session right now, we would talk about um, first getting into our bodies in a grounding way. So like finding the support of your chair or finding your feet on the floor or finding something that feels comfortable. And if going into the body is too overwhelming at first, like say if you were struggling with anxiety or some physical symptoms, then we would sort of more orient to your external environment. So you maybe like look around the room or like listen to the sounds of the birds outside or just like something that brings you to the now. So then we anchor ourselves in the now, similar to how you would do in yoga with either your breath or a mantra or something. And then from there, inevitably the body is going to kind of bubble up Whatever is sitting with you. And so we just ask you to notice and to be curious as long as you remain, I say, online. So, like having your witness or having your awareness there. So, as you're aware of your environment, you might suddenly begin to become aware of a sensation in your body. And so, we're tracking sensation as our primary kind of key to unlock the trauma from your body, mm-hmm. finding the sensations and then seeing what they want to do from there. And so, I just sort of guide and support and hold that container, hold the space. you or the client to really explore that and rather being afraid of what sensation comes up but really to like hold it and examine it and like ask it what it wants to do maybe it wants to make a movement maybe it wants to have an expression or a sound or maybe it needs like an emotion it wants to scream or wants to cry like not to be afraid of that and to let that complete its cycle because ultimately it's this like trap survival response and I could go on and on but um that would be a piece of where we would start. (laughs) Great, thank you.
0: Yeah. How can any ordinary person in their day-to-day lives include this technique into their lifestyle? I mean, if there's a stressor, does it always have to be when there is a stressor or, okay, those are two different questions. First, how can you include this into (laughs) your life?
1: (laughs) Sure, and I think that your questions overlap, so I'll answer both, but Um, As far as including it into your life, one of the things that I just mentioned as far as how I start my sessions is something that people can do at any time if you start to feel like stressed or maybe overwhelmed or you like notice you're kind of like outside of your body is orienting, which is noticing your environment. So either external orienting or internal orienting. It's nice to start externally if you're feeling already a little icky. So using your five senses. We talked about that, I think, last time we spoke, but, you know, using your eyes, look around, using your ears and listen, maybe noticing, like, the textures of, like, your chair or the floor with your feet, and so it just really brings you into the moment, but then what I think is interesting is also tracking internally, so just notice, hey, I feel a little anxious. I feel a little stressed. Okay, where do I feel this in my body? What's going on? Maybe you feel it kind of in your belly. Maybe you feel it in your throat, and rather than being freaked out by that and being like oh something's wrong something's gonna happen like projecting to the future that something's bad's about to happen or kind of falling back into the past thinking well last time I felt like this I had a panic attack or last time I felt like this something bad happened being now being in the now and being like what if this is serving me what is this trying to say and how can I lovingly hold this and then see what it wants to do and maybe it will release on its own or maybe you want to work with a somatic coach to help you really understand more of like what the, the sensations are saying.
0: Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. So have you ever had a person go over the top at any point in time in your sessions where you felt, okay, this is kind of coming out of control? How do you bring them back when that happens? It's a really
1: good question, especially when I say, like, don't be afraid of the sensation. Let's Mm. follow it and see what happens. Because for a lot of people, that can be very intimidating and daunting. Um, But we talk about having, like, a threshold or, like, holding this container. And so your nervous system kind of fluctuates like a wave. You go up sympathetic nervous system, which is this activation, maybe this kind of scarier sensation. And then parasympathetic nervous system, which is when you come into rest, you come into a more calm state of being which is what we do in the beginning of the session, we find your anchor. So we always return to your anchor. And so we don't just dive right into this experience of the biggest stress, the biggest trauma, we really titrate it. So we just kind of like drop a little bit at a time of the stress back in. So rather than retelling your whole story, because that's traumatic in and of itself, we're just sort of following what's with you. Oh, I feel a little twitchy in my shoulder or something. Okay, we're not going to like, skyrocket off with that, we're going to just like see what happens. And then if it starts to get a little too intense, and your witness goes away, you're no longer with me, and you're no longer aware of what's going on, we anchor. So we go back to that resource, we go back to feet on the floor, breath. So we just kind of go back and forth until you are able to build more of a capacity to really kind of go there and then come back. So we're just constantly expanding that threshold so that you eventually have more space and more um, agency to really hold that.
0: Hmm. how long did it take you to get out of these feelings because uh, when you've experienced something like this it's like a constant thing in your mind and um, if you, when you're working on it like this with somatic healing or before you did uh, therapeutic yoga and things like that how long did it take you to really get out of these constant reminders or to feel calm again in your body and things like that
1: well, that's a very deep question, and I think that it definitely varies from person to person. But for me, what I experienced is that it really is a journey, and it's a constant practice, similar to yoga. Um, I'd say that, like early on, when my the expression of my trauma was very intense, like I definitely had PTSD. I was definitely not sleeping well, nightmares, and shaking, and crying, and just really just no idea what the heck I was doing with myself. That you know, after a few months of, of the yoga and my therapy and everything, like it really ended up calming down a lot. But again, when I found the somatic piece, it was interesting because it kind of like, I keep saying that it kind of like went into my body and like was scooping through like all of the nooks and crannies to get what I'd missed. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there's still a little bit here. Oh, there's still a little bit there. Um, because you begin to just kind of notice it like, oh, I have a thought. Oh, that reminds me of that. But it becomes less triggering. So it's not that it's like never not with you in a way, because it's a part of your past. It's a part of your experience. And it's obviously shaped who I am today. So I can't really like say, okay, that's done. But I know now what to do with it. And I have all of these tools to make sure that I feel grounded and safe in my own body and in my own environment. So as far as a timeline, like time will tell, it's, it's a constant thing. But I know now that because of the tools that I have and the resources that I have and the experience that I've had with the yoga and the holistic health and the somatic coaching that I'm so much more equipped and I feel so much better now (laughs) but I'll always continue to kind of scoop around the nooks and crannies and make sure that that I'm really good and taking care. And
0: what is one of your day to, daily tools that you usually use and maybe that you can explain in a way so that our listeners can use this tool.
1: Well, that's a good one. Um so aside from, you know, that present moment being with, you know, using your senses and then going within and tracking sensation, like that's a lot to work with in and of itself. Um but one thing that I think is so profound and it's obviously used a lot in yoga and we call it pranayama um i use the three-part breath a lot this is my go-to sort of like ooh, i need to feel i need need to feel better i need to calm down or even if it's just like in a moment of high stress with work or something this immediately will help calm me down and so it's um i put a hand on my heart because that feels really comforting to me and then i put a hand on my belly you can't see me but like on my solar plexus and you breathe into your belly first Then you feel the belly that kind of expands like a balloon. And then you send the breath, continue with the inhale all the way up into your chest. And then they call it three parts because it kind of lifts up almost into your collarbone. And then on the exhale, you exhale from the top collarbone down, chest down, and then belly in. So it kind of enters the body like a wave and then it leaves back like a wave. And it really just stimulates your parasympathetic nervous system because it slows your breath down. When we're like super anxious, your breath is really fast and you're activated and you're unsympathetic so this slows you down parasympathetic rest digest chill and it really really helps me plus i think having the contact
0: feels good wow that that was intense thank you very much for sharing all of that <laughs> <It's my laughs> I'm pleasure. Sure that a lot of that is going to help the listeners i mean you've just shared two techniques of coming back into your body and also the three-part breathing and uh, I, uh, I think both of these can help a lot of people. I think so too. Yeah. And so, I'd be happy to stay connected. So thank you for having me. Thank you for being on this podcast show. And if you guys would like to know anything else about uh, Maria Noe, then please follow her on Instagram under Get Healthy Vibes or check out her website, www.marianoe.com.